Welcome to the Fasting Well podcast. This is episode number 28, and today I'll talk about fasting at work. Fasting at work. Is it a good idea? How do you go about it? Etc. So for a while, I didn't really want to do any fasting at work because I just wasn't sure how my energy level would be. And then later, I eventually, uh, it kind of evolved into doing some shorter fasts and later some longer fasts. And then really recently, I kind of got back into it again. I hadn't really done a lot of fasting at work. I I mean, I often do like time-restricted eating, but I mean like something a little more significant than that. And so recently, I got back into it, and I'll share some of the experience of what I've been doing lately with that. All right, so first off, when I first got into fasting, when I first started learning about it and trying different things, I wasn't really ready. I, I didn't feel confident that I would have enough energy and be able to focus well enough if I was doing a fast throughout, say, the whole time I was at work or something like that. So I wasn't, I wasn't ready to try that. But here's how it kind of evolved. So first, I actually did the 5-2 diet where you go a couple days a week eating very little food, like 500 calories. So I actually was willing to try that early on um, at work. So there were some times where I was working at the urgent care and I would eat like some peanut butter and I can't remember what else, but I know I brought some peanut butter with me and I'd eat a few spoonfuls of that to kind of work my way up towards those 500 calories for the day. Um, so, and I, I knew if I had something on board, I'd probably be able to kind of push through and, and it was fine. It worked fine. So that's what I did early on. And as I've talked about in a previous episode, I, I didn't stick with the 5-2 diet. I didn't really like that in the long run for me, but that was one of the first experiences I had. And and it worked out okay at work. But later when I was working in the ER and I was kind of experimenting with fasting and trying different things, what I found was that sometimes I would kind of accidentally fast. I would just go a while and maybe lunchtime would come around and I just really didn't have time to get lunch that day. And so I'd kind of accidentally fast through half the shift or almost the whole shift from time to time. So even though that wasn't the plan, I started to get some experience and kind of see how I reacted to it and and so forth, and be like, huh, I guess I can kind of tolerate that to some extent. And then a little bit later, what I kind of came up with, I came up with a plan for doing basically two meals a day, and how to incorporate that into my workday. So the two meal a day thing, so that's, that's kind of like time-restricted eating, right? Because if you're going to do two meals, then that could be that eight-hour eating window, or the 10-hour eating window, or the six-hour eating window. Any of those could kind of accommodate two meals. So the way, what that looked like for me is that if I was doing a daytime shift, because of course in the ER you might work days or afternoons or evenings or nights, uh, depending on what your shift is. So if I was doing a shift kind of during the normal part of the day, then what I would do is I wouldn't eat anything before the shift, but I would get a meal, I would take some time to get a meal like in the middle of the shift, give or take. So if I started in the morning, that would be lunchtime. If I started in the late morning or closer to lunchtime, I would have that one meal maybe in the late afternoon. And then when the shift was all over, I would eat one more meal after work. So that's what the two meals looked like during with a day shift. With a night shift, what I would do is I would eat a solid meal before my shift started. So my shift was like 7 p.m. until 5 or 6 in the morning or or 8 p.m. till 6 in the morning, something like that. So I'd eat a solid meal at like six or seven in the evening. So like dinner time, but that would be my first meal of the day. And then sometime in the middle of that night shift, like maybe one in the morning. <laughs> sounds kind of funny, right? Unless you're, if you're not someone who's worked night shifts, then obviously sounds a little funny. 
But then that would be my second meal. And then I would make a point of not really eating anything towards the end of the shift and not eating anything after the shift, but just going home and going to sleep as soon as I felt able, because you kind of got to unwind after uh, if it's like a stressful shift in the ER or something. So that's how, that's the kind of the two meal plan that I came up with. And it kind of works for day shift or night shift. So most people listening probably work in the daytime because that's more typical. But if you work in the nighttime, you can kind of just shift those times. Um, and I didn't mention this at the beginning, but I have a blog post on this topic and it actually has some visual aids on it about kind of how, where to put your meals if you work different times. So I'll put a link to that blog post in the episode description and the show notes. It's about fasting at work or fasting while working in the ER specifically based on my experience and everything. So that's kind of what time-restricted eating could look like at work. And I always found that pretty easy to do because it's not like I was having to fast through the whole shift. I would just have a couple meals that day, but I would just kind of move the times around a little bit so that it was convenient and healthy. And so that I wasn't eating like right before bedtime. For example, if you wait till after a night shift, then you eat and then you go to sleep, then you really have no time to digest your food. And so it's, it's not ideal. All right, so moving on to extended fasting. So after I had quite a bit of experience, well, there were also some times where I did kind of like one meal a day where I would have one really big, really filling meal before my night shift with lots of fat, lots of protein. And then I would go and work the whole shift and not eat anything else and just go to sleep after the shift. So I did that several times as well. And maybe that was one of the things that gave me confidence to try some extended fasting at work. Another thing was just that I had done enough prolonged fasts, enough multi-day fasts outside of work that I knew what it felt like. I knew what kind of supplements I wanted to use or what I wanted to drink, etc. So I kind of knew what I was doing. I knew how my body was going to react. And so then I was confident to, to actually do it on a week when I was working in the ER. So ultimately what that looked like is maybe I would fast for three days or five days or seven days, and some of those days I would be doing ER shifts. So I would be doing that prolonged fast and, and have those work shifts mixed in. So the benefits that I've found from doing this are that fasting is kind of easier because when you're doing a prolonged fast, you want to kind of keep yourself somewhat distracted and not just be sitting around opening your fridge, right? (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. Uh, Or walking around checking your fridge, or just thinking about what you're going to eat later, or whatever. If you're distracted, if you're busy, it just, the time goes by, and it's not as big of a deal. So of course, when I'm at work, I'm usually busy, and so the time goes by. Also, uh, because I'm busy at work, it's convenient not to have to go get food, not to have to bring food, or to find it in the cafeteria, or the physician lounge, or, or wherever I would get it that day. So not to have to even take the time to think about that is helpful. I've also found that in general, I'm able to focus even better at work when I'm fasting than if I'm not fasting. Because you know how after a a meal, after certain types of meals, you'll feel really sluggish, uh, like in the afternoon when people take a siesta or whatever, is kind of that concept of you might feel really tired after a big meal. Well, if you don't have any big meals, you don't get that effect. Now, of course, there are some little energy lulls and this and that that happen during a prolonged fast, but overall, I find it easier to focus when I'm fasting than when I'm not fasting, overall, even though they each have kind of their ups and downs. I've also found that fast, prolonged fasting in particular kind of brings a euphoria or a feeling of calmness and well-being, 
which is really nice at work, especially if it's stressful, if people are are yelling at you or whatever, then it's kind of nice to have that just intrinsic calmness, that sense of, uh, you know, well-being and control and so forth. Just makes it easier to to just kind of not worry about things like that and just keep pressing forward. So when it comes to fasting at work, here are some suggestions I would give about what to do um, or how, how to be successful with that. So first of all, you don't want to jump right into it. Start with something super, super easy. Just do, for example, those mini fasts in between meals. So if you have breakfast at home and then you go to work, just make a point of not eating till lunch, for example. And then after lunch, make a point of not eating until dinner. So just do those mini fasts at first, then you'll get some experience. So the point here is you want to start slowly. You want to let your body and your mind get adapted and, and kind of get um, kind of get used to fasting and kind of see how you react to it. So that's starting slowly and, and maybe just start with those mini fasts. But later, if you were to, for example, do time-restricted eating, maybe like a 8 or 10-hour eating window, you could use that pattern that I talked about earlier. So if you do work a morning time, like 9 to 5, then you could skip breakfast, wait till lunchtime, and then you can have lunch, and then you wait till after your shift and you eat dinner, and then you're done for the day. So you kind of have those two big filling meals, but not necessarily eat the breakfast early in the morning, and then you kind of have roughly like an eight-hour eating window. If you work a night shift, you could use something like I talked about earlier, where maybe you have your first meal before the shift and your second meal in the middle of the shift. So that way you still have a few hours before you go to sleep to digest your food. What I see a lot actually from my coworkers, uh, people that work night shifts, it's not uncommon that they'll, like the nurses I work with, will go out for breakfast after work. Now, not every day, but often enough that I know it's like super unhealthy to go out and eat a bunch of pancakes or something after your night shift and then finally go to bed a few hours later. So, um, so that's what we're kind of trying to avoid or at least try to not do that very often and most of the time just not eat anything after the shift and just go to bed instead. Okay, so then if you get some experience with the mini fasts, you get some experience with time-restricted eating at work, then later you might want to try a longer fast and even do it on days when you're working. For the reasons that I mentioned earlier, it has some, it's kind of uh, easier to fast because you're busy and you're focused on other things, and it might even make it easier to focus at work. Um, if, you're, you know, if, you're, if you have a little experience and your body and your mind are used to it, it can be easier to focus while you're fasting, and you might even feel more calm, etc., like I do when I'm on a long fast. So when you're ready, think about how to prepare yourself for that long fast. Part of it is just trying a long fast outside of work first, just so you kind of get some experience. But the ways to prepare yourself specifically for that fast include what I talked about in the previous episode, about what to eat before fasting. So that's what the previous episode was all about. And that includes whole foods, lots of fat and protein, eating till you're nice and full. And as a bonus, if you do a low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic diet for a few days or more, you'll get your ketones up and you'll kind of be ready to hit the ground running with your extended fast. So that just makes things easier. So not only the previous episode, but episode, I think it was 25 and 26, were about the ketogenic diet, all the benefits, how to start, and what to eat. And then episode 27 was about what to eat in general before fasting. So all that Um, gives you some kind of foundational ideas about how to get your body ready for a prolonged fast. And then if you're going to do it while you're at work, so get ready, get started, and then make sure you bring 
something with some extra salt. Because one of the main things you want to do to troubleshoot if you get hungry or whatever is to just consume some extra salt. So here's how I do this. Recently, I did some days of fasting at work. And what I did was in the morning, I took a bit of magnesium and potassium powder and just mixed that in some water and drank it. And then I had a salty drink. It's just some warm water mixed with salt and a little cocoa powder and a couple other things. I I put a little bit of stevia so it's not super bitter. Um, And I drank that before work. And then at work, I took a drink with me. It was like half a liter bottle that I filled up with some broth. Uh, It was like a chicken broth. I usually use veggie broth. And then some soy sauce and some water. So it was like half broth, a couple a tablespoon and a half of soy sauce, and then the rest filled up with water. And so what that ends up being is it ends up giving me about two, two grams of sodium, which is 2,000 milligrams, of course, which is a pretty significant amount. Um, pretty, you know, over the course of the whole day, I try to get maybe four or five grams of sodium if I'm fasting the whole day, or maybe potentially more. But at least I'm able to get those two grams or so while I'm at work. And then if you're concerned that you might run into some problems at work and you really might need something to kind of tide you over, that's where you can get into those training wheels that I talked about back in episode 13. If you're doing so-called dirty fasting, where you have a little more flexibility, um, you can bring something with you that falls into that training wheel category. And one example of that would be have a little bag of pecans or walnuts, and then you know play it by ear. Don't just rush to eat them at the first little sensation that you might want food. But wait, and if you really get to the point where you feel like it's harder to focus and something's a little off, then go ahead and eat just a few of those nuts, eat a few, and then wait like an hour to see how you're feeling. And that may be enough to just give you that little boost, tide you over. Um, And that's, of course, especially if you have a demanding job, then maybe you want to have some sort of insurance policy, bring something with you that could help tide you over in a pinch if you really needed it. So I've mentioned this a little bit already, but what I did recently was I got onto a really high-fat, low-carb diet, so I'm eating a ketogenic diet, and I decided to fast on some of my work days, so I've done it a few times recently. Uh, So of course, I was, like I said, eating high-fat, low-carb, lots of protein. So even the day before my fast, my ketone levels were quite high, and so when I started fasting, I already had all those ketones in my system. I was already in ketosis, and so that made it easier to focus, made my energy level higher, etc. I'd been making a point of getting plenty of salt, on on the days when I was eating. And then on the day of the fast, as I mentioned, I got some magnesium and potassium in my system at the beginning of the day, and then I drank something salty. And then during work, I had a salty drink with me. And then when I got home, uh, the first time I worked till kind of late, so I didn't drink anything else after. But then one of the other times I had another salty drink when I got home, which was kind of like a bullion mix, um, one of those bullion powder kind of things. So I got an extra maybe one and a half grams or maybe closer to two grams of sodium after work. So I did that a couple times recently. And then I did a third day. And this this is an interesting little twist is that I did a third day over the past couple weeks. I've done it three times. And the third time I did it, but about halfway through my shift at work, I just was feeling kind of sleepy. And then I was also feeling kind of fatigued. And then I was also having a little trouble focusing. And I don't think it was just because I was fasting. I think there was something else going on. And so it was probably multifactorial. But I just ultimately decided, all right, I'm not going to fast all the way through this day. So instead, I went to the cafeteria. I got one meal that day. It had a lot of protein. It was like this um, chicken enchilada mix without the tortillas and a couple other things. 
So I ended up eating just one meal that day. So I, in other words, I kind of pivoted and I had one meal that day and then it, it was around 5 p.m. and I didn't eat anything else after that. So that just became a different type of fasting. I just did the one meal a day that day. And so it wasn't, you know, the 36-hour fast. It was more like a 24-hour fast leading up to that. And then also, um, I don't know how many hours afterwards, I guess. Probably like another 20 hours after because then I waited till about lunchtime the next day. So in other words, you can be flexible. You can set out with whatever your plan is and then have kind of a plan B and a plan C if you need it. If you're not, depending on your level of experience and how much fasting you've done, you want to have some electrolytes, you want to have some training wheels maybe, and then maybe even a plan B of, well, if I have to, I'll eat just that one meal in the middle of the day or something like that to kind of turn it into a couple shorter fasts instead of one longer fast. All right, so there's a lot of different ways you can do it. There's a lot of different ways you can do fasting at work, but hopefully this gave you some useful ideas that you can potentially adapt to your circumstances. And it it might change depending on whether you like to eat breakfast with your family or eat dinner with your family or something where you want to prioritize a certain time of day to be able to eat at that time of day most of the time, or whatever your your work schedule is um, could obviously have a big impact. My work schedule is kind of unique compared to most people where we do our random shifts at different times on different days of the week. Um, But if you're like Monday through Friday, nine to five, then maybe you'll just want to do something that adapts to that and do it pretty consistently during the week and so forth. So think a little bit about how you could do some fasting at work because work is a great opportunity to get some fasting in because it's kind of easier to do it at work than at home in some ways. So think about how you can maybe do that and think about what kind of schedule you might want to use and what kind of food you might want to eat before and after and just kind of how think about what is maybe holding you back from doing it if you haven't done it already and just you know give that some thought brainstorm some ideas ideally write it down or talk to somebody about it so you kind of cement it in your brain and then go out there and get started as usual if you found this information helpful i hope you'll consider either leaving a review or sharing it with a friend Both of those are super helpful. Help get the word out. And I'll see you next time on the Fasting Well Podcast. The Fasting Well Podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to consult with your own medical providers.